If you're a fan of the 430 movie, you'll love Best Movies Never Made, hosted by myself, Josh Miller. And Steven Scarlatta. Where we explore some of the greatest movies never made, like E.T. 2. Johnny Quest. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And Halloween 3D. New episodes available every other Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello. I am not Spock. But if I were, I would tell you to listen to the Inglorious Trexperts, in which our Trexperts talk Trek every Saturday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, and live long and whatever. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman from Inglorious Trexperts in the 430 movie. And if you're a James Bond fan, you want to pick up my new book, Nobody Does It Better, the complete uncensored oral history of James Bond and Spy Mania. It's a hefty tome, and it's available now wherever you purchase books, audiobooks, and digital. Check it out, and I will renew your license to kill personally. Hi, this is... uh... Not Sean Connery, because uh, if it were, I would be extremely old. Uh, But uh, if you'd like to listen to podcasts about your favorite movies that you have never seen yet, uh, join us for the 4.30 movie, and perhaps we'll have another Bond week. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. And this is Darren Docterman. And we are the hosts of Inglorious Trexperts. And if you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, you're going to love watching them. Will they? I hope so. Well, I, we enjoy watching the show. Do you? You like watching yourself? Well, okay, no. I'm Me, all, not I'm so lying. much. I'm but lying. I think the audience will. I hope they will because, uh, you know, the enjoyment that we get uh, doing the audio portion is doubled when we're doing the video portion as because well. Because a picture is worth a thousand words. Oh. And when you, these are, you know, 24 frames a second, so... Right. That's a lot of pictures. That's a lot of pictures. So. Okay, check us out on Stir, Zumo, Distro TV, and coming soon to the Electric Now app. Watch us every day on Electric Now. Hello and welcome. This is The Rebel and the Rogue. I am your host, Jason Tobias, and we have a special guest today. Actress Marcy Miller is joining us on the show. Hello, Marcy. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. I am excited to talk to you because there are secrets that are going to come out on this episode. (laughs) Secrets that are so deep-rooted, nobody knew of them, but they will be brought to light. But first off, Mm -hmm. how are you doing? I'm great, man. I'm yeah. super stoked to be here. It's cool. Okay. I feel good. The rain yesterday felt like a cleanse. It, it rained it in good. LA. It sure did. It, it's unheard of. It's like the Tony, Tony, Tony song. It never rains in Southern California. It's lies. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. But doesn't the sky just open up afterward? It's like beautiful. There's no, yeah. we'll call it cloud cover. Some call it smog yeah. You know, after <laughs> it's gone. But um, yeah, it's really gorgeous. Yeah, it's so good. what have you been up to? What's been happening in your life? What's good? What's kicking, man? No, just I've been writing stuff and working on a couple films and stuff. So that's been great. It's so weird that it's like the end of the year and we're like winding it down. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to take the rest of the year off and just kind of tool around. I'm going to go to Spain in a couple weeks. And what? I know, I know. Awesome. Are you going to Barcelona? It's cool. Yes, definitely. Have you been? Yes, it's gorgeous. Um, Gaudi, definitely check out uh, the architecture there. Just beautiful places to see. Mm. Uh, Montserrat is another place you can go to where mm. there are these beautiful areas. Um, I think you have to take a gondola to get up to it, but just beautiful. We can talk more about that. Yeah. But a little bit about you again in your back, your background of acting. So you you came out here to L.A. Mm-hmm. and you've been 
grinding, working hard, mm-hmm. and then you had a stint on Days of Our Lives for a while. I did, yeah. Definitely started um, in indie film and, and really, really enjoyed that and then had an opportunity that came up unexpectedly um, to join the cast of Days of Our Lives and was certainly um, intimidated by that. My family grew up watching it, so I remember in high school like racing home to watch some of these people, this like Marlena being, um, you know, with the devil and all this stuff so which was super crazy so then yeah. I ended up getting the gig and my first day Deidre Hall the woman who plays Marlena was like three row, three chairs down from me in the hair and makeup chair and Were it was just truck? oh for sure yeah like <laughs> totally totally because it's like the stars that you there are a lot of people that whose work I admire and stuff now but the people that are important to you when you're like an adolescent or a young adult that kind of sort of inspire all of that um, it's a little extra special you know so um but yeah, my time, I, I loved being, I mean, you know, you've been there. You've, you've worked there. You yeah. made Jay that. Oh, yeah. Once. Talk about secrets about to come out, Jason. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I've seen the facilities. He has seen the um, facilities. We have one of your uh, alumni, I guess you can call them. We had them on the show, Christopher Sean. Oh, my gosh. Actually, I wondered if you would have him on because yeah. he's like a um, yeah. voice I, actor. He, he plays Kaz in Star Wars that's Resistance. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He's such a wonderful human being, too. Yes. I remember when you guys, I had that party. That's how I met him. That's right. You introduced us. That's right. But I knew, and I, I, like, before that party, you guys were two people. I was like, these two dudes have to meet because I've never met anybody that, like, whatever. You just had a lot of yeah common ground yeah but. we clicked on some star wars stuff oh, we talked about man. some star wars stuff he's doing great it was fantastic to have him on the show he talked about his process working with um the team at lucasfilm and like everything that's going on with resistance so that was really really awesome mm. but yeah you know small world looks like days is just kind of creeping into the star wars world here. i guess it is yeah. or maybe star wars is creeping into the days world you, you know th- what i'm saying that's right perception is reality they're we can both flip it around uh-huh but taking that um you and i did a short film uh what was that but three years ago now something probably like that? something like that because i was on the years. show well yeah because i was working because it was like i remember it fell at a time when i had an off week and it was like mm-hmm. perfect it just was kismet we were uh, we were supposed to do it yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and we did that short film rebellion mm-hmm. which was like a little two two and a half minute snippet of uh-huh. taking place in the world of kind of like the time of rogue one and uh-huh. you know you came out and you were a trooper for anybody that does <laughs> their own projects you're asking people to work long hours for low pay, and you're just so appreciative when they come out, and you were an all-star for doing that. And thank you no, so much. No, of course. I was delighted to be asked. I mean, I always love love doing that, and it's cool when it's when it's indie like that because everybody's there because they want to be, so there's right. like a, there's a different thing in the air about it all. So Of course, of course. There's so much. Um, you're riding the emotion and the energy of just being excited yeah. to be a part of it. But here's the exciting part about that, <laughs> and that is... When you came on to work with me, uh-huh. you had never seen a Star Wars film. Wait, I hadn't? No. Oh. But you oh, played right. it I off hadn't. so well. Because <laughs> I think every Star Wars reference I threw to you, you were just like, yeah, uh-huh, mm. sure. Mm-hmm. She's a great actress, everybody. You I'm know, telling you right now, Marcy Miller, great actress. You can hide a lot between a smile and a good head nod. You That's know what I'm true. saying? Like, just bob that head and smile and look them dead in the eye, and they don't ask questions. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So you came onto that project, and I mean, obviously, you got the sides beforehand. You saw what we were doing and everything. Mm-hmm. So not knowing anything about the brand, anything about, like, the IP, and not that you didn't know anything, but just, you know, you just yeah. hadn't really immersed yourself in the culture and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, what were you thinking? Like, was it just like, oh, this will be fun. This will be a cool thing. Eh. Yeah, definitely. And, I, you know, I had worked with you prior um, mm-hmm. on Most Likely to Die. So I knew who you were. And and 
and had read the script and everything. And then it's interesting when you come in um, to a space. I mean, there was just like an energy about it. You guys had done so much with your your living room. I mean, we built this whole set that was just like a, became a completely different world within the confines of the four walls that you exist in on a day to day basis, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um I always love that. I like coming in. You just kind of pick up things throughout the day and gradually like hear what people are saying and see the things they're putting on you. And it's it was actually a really exciting way to tell a story because it kind of just like slowly seeped into my my blood a little bit. And I was like, <laughs> oh, OK. And now I'm looking at this screen. And, yeah. and sometimes I don't know if you have these experiences as an actor where it's it's like you don't know how to make sense of something until you're literally standing there. And all of a sudden your creativity or your body or whatever it is just takes over. And it's yeah. And it's and it kind of all falls into place. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it's an amalgamation of a lot of pieces. Like once mm. you get into the costume, once mm-hmm. you see like, you know, maybe a little bit of the props, the production design, mm-hmm. once that all starts to happen, you start to really just take this on in layers. Mm-hmm. And then like you were just saying, maybe you saw a monitor, how things are being framed mm-hmm. up. And then you're looking through the monitor and you're seeing this world now. Obviously, you're taking in the scope with your eyes and you can see so much more. But when you're in that frame of 16.9, mm-hmm. you'll just go, wow, this looks like we're on a different planet now. Mm-hmm. It looks like we're in some trader's outpost, you know? Mm -hmm. So it really does start to give you that feeling of like, okay, this is for real. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't just, yeah, cool. We'll just sort of kind of do some stuff, you know? But um, the, the, the question I have for you, like obviously coming off of like doing the short was, you know, the character that you read for, and then ultimately we shot the, uh, the short, you know, She's loosely based off of just like a lot of the Star Wars heroines that are out there, you know, mm-hmm. like your Jyn Ursos, your mm-hmm. Princess Leia's, you know, your Rey's, whatever her background might be because it's not revealed yet. But, you know, it's it's strong. It's it's mysterious. It's mm-hmm. just something to where they're not going to wait for things to happen. They just take action, mm-hmm. you know. So when you read that and then obviously you've now seen Rogue One, yes. you are officially indoctrinated into the Star Wars world. What did that feel like? So now you've got an experience of playing a character, mm-hmm. you know, and you've seen yourself kind of go through that. But now you've got a film to push through your filter of, OK, I've got a better idea of what this world is. So what was it like watching Rogue One? Yeah, you know, I was really surprised by, you know, just thematically and just character um, wise, just how how similar I was like, oh, there is like a structure to this. There is a type of person and a type of story that they're that they're telling. And I was actually really, really impressed with like just mm-hmm. visually again and everything. How <laughs> like it's a testament to you guys, how much it like really fell into that vein. Mm. Um, um, but yeah, it's the kind of character, you know, as a female in this industry. I, you hope to play, you love to play. And it was such a contrast to my work on days at the time. Um, love the work on days too, but it was just so vastly different. Just even the grit of it, the honesty of it, and just like to be a person who was feeling like I was really grounding into who I was um, under these high, because the stakes are high in Star Wars. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We got some high stakes yeah. rolling in there. That's right. That's right. Um, Big guy, little guy yeah. fighting against an oppressive regime. Yeah. For sure. Um, but I remember I, I even really liked the relationship that was established between the two of us. You know, it was like a different mm. kind of a relationship for to see on screen than than I'm accustomed to seeing between, um, you know, men and women and in a lot of other stuff. Um, so I, re- I really, really appreciate it. And it was similar, the relationship between Cassian and I love that I can say what I just Look said right that. now. <laughs> you knew the name. You, you, oh man. I Cassian love, and Jin. There you go. I'm a convert. That's okay, right. I've been converted. That's right. That's right. She'll be wearing the swag in a week. Just, yeah, a Give week. One week, week, basically. Yeah. Um, 
but it did. It really it, it paralleled. It was yeah. the same same relationship, and and they're just like in this thing together under this life altering crazy situation, and it's like you can't help but look at each other and see see the humanity in one another, and just yeah. like being present in it so yeah whoa tangent yeah. <laughs> i don't know if i answered your question no but, you did you but re- i talked you did you did so i mean okay going kind of back let's backtrack a little bit so sure obviously you know you've been exposed to media your whole life you know i mean yeah television radio movies etc when you would see star wars stuff was it just like something that never really interested you you're just like oh well yeah it's cool it's out there it is mm-hmm. what it is or was it just something that you know in in your travels of just exploring different types of media did it never come in in a way that you thought oh this is definitely something i like was it ever presented to you in a certain way like what would you say you know, I, I just think I didn't really encounter it that much, really. I mean, I grew up with a mother and a sister, and so it was just a house full of girls. And, you know, girls love Star Wars, too, but it wasn't my mother's taste. And so, like, I didn't I, I didn't incorporate it. Into, it, it just didn't, it didn't cross my table. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I used to, I watched, like, Lord of the Rings and these other, like, epic, like, things and and have always really enjoyed that and and genuinely really enjoyed Rogue One when I saw it um so it wasn't like I didn't see it and think like ah uh, I don't think that's my thing it was it just was a situation where I, it didn't really come up yeah so, of course yeah and, and that makes total sense I think that we're exposed to things however we are and then if it's not really kind of put in front of us it you either seek them out accidentally maybe they pop in and pop out or they're just not there so Mm -hmm. therefore you never jump on with them it's just like okay you know it's there you're you know cognizant of it being there but it's just never something you dive into and you're like oh i'm going to the local you know comic-con like did they have comic-cons where you were from oh man i'm from a town of 1500 people like no no (laughs) No, i didn't even i had i don't think i even heard of comic-con until i moved out here like really yeah interesting evolution to like it's so crazy to me that i'm in this industry and like here and living here it's just a crazily different life than i ever thought i would be living (laughs) but but yeah it's cool i feel like i'm kind of an 18 year old in los angeles in a lot of ways so like i'm engaging with things for there are a lot of firsts for me yeah well i mean isn't that like la like everybody just stays forever young Oh, or they want to yeah. be forever young. Yeah, well, you're forever young, and I'm forever young. <laughs> that's so. right. Everybody's forever right. young. Natalie's forever young. Bill's forever young. We're all forever young <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so going back to Rogue One, I mean, what what kind of stood out for you? Like, what did you see? And I'm asking specifically because you brought up something that I will get to. But what did you like about Jin? Because, again, you've got a character now that is a female. You can relate to it. Mm-hmm. And you can say, okay, she's not being portrayed as maybe the way that I've always seen females being portrayed in film or mm-hmm. in television. You know. What was it about Jin that you liked in the story? Mm-hmm. You know, she just she had like a, a grit and an honesty to her, and you know, she had lived some life. Like life had had happened to her, um, and it had kind of left her with with both feet on the ground. But she she wasn't going to take anybody's bullshit, and she was still also um, just really motivated. To, to do the right thing and then just like to be on this journey and not for forget the people that are kind of on the right and the, the left you know she she was very fluid and just like um present and kind of just so just so many things you know mm-hmm. and 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 strong and and res- well respected and not afraid to her- assert herself and mm-hmm. and it's just it's she cool didn't... to see that she didn't play the damsel in distress. No you way. know what I mean? Because like that's something that I think it's a trope that yeah. obviously, you know, played itself out for a long time. Yeah. And you know, obviously whatever if it works in a film that you've liked, okay, cool. And if it 
if you don't have it there, cool, and you change it up. Mm -hmm. But it is interesting to see that, like, even in the new films that have come out, we've got a strong female protagonist in Mm -hmm. Rey. You Mm -hmm. know, we've got Leia's character obviously going the way that it did. Mm -hmm. And I think Leia would be another character you'd really dig, you know, as you you watch – more films. Well, she kind of pops up in the end, right? That's Leia. Or wait. That's so or, that. I, I mean, I'm going to. Here we go. Gonna, that's okay. That's okay. okay. I don't that's mean okay. to offend anybody out there. <laughs> I really think this thing is cool and believe in it. I'm not. Yeah. This segment is called Star Wars. <laughs> You've never seen a Star Wars movie? No. Yeah, I love but it. Um, yes, you're correct. That is Leia at that the end. That was of it. her at the end. Yes. Okay. And that is a, that is a younger uh, digitized portrayal of Princess Leia at the start of what Star Wars was, Episode 4 A New Hope from 1977. Okay. So Rogue One is leading you right up to the head of that. You know, okay. you're jumping right into that movie from that yeah. point. Well, that makes sense because it's interesting the way it just kind of like. It's a kind of an abrupt stop. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. we tie it all up and and they die, right? They yeah, die. I mean, they go down. I mean, they go down. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, that it's like a lot of stuff, and it's so super moving. It's like a lot of really moving moments. Just the yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Rogue One is one of those films where it it there was a lot of rumblings that the third act of the movie was actually too dark. So they brought oh, in Tony right? Gilroy and they had him reshoot some stuff at the end because the uh, uh, the director of the film, Gareth, uh, Gareth Edwards, um, he did Godzilla. Okay. And, you know, so his, his visual style and the way that he shot the film, some people felt at the higher level, Disney, Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. they were like, well, is this a little bit too dark for hmm. what we really want to, you know, show? Hmm. Even though in the film, you know, this is kind of like a suicide mission, you right. know, for the yeah. most part. And that's why... At least for me, getting attached to characters, I don't know how you feel about this, but it's interesting when the stakes are that high mm-hmm. as a character because mm-hmm. you know that it's there's really no getting out of this, yeah. you know. So therefore, it's not like they're going to sail off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure there have been roles you've read for where you think, man, it might be kind of interesting if something like this happens. Mm-hmm. But then, for whatever reason, if that doesn't happen with the character, it might be because, well, they want a happy ending mm-hmm. or they want, you know, this to happen. Whereas in Rogue One, it's like, no, it's wiped out. It's it. But the data gets given to, you know, the Rebel Alliance and then they go off. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it was interesting to think about cause, because I did have that thought at one point, like this is a suicide mission and the way that would just free you up as a person because then at that point, like if you think there's a chance that you're going to get out, you know, you're a little bit more cautious about the way you go. But mm-hmm. if, 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 that's, if this is it, you're going down anyway, you have like some newfound courage that you're able to operate. And I saw, I felt like I saw that. I saw Jen do that like at the end when she's up at the top and she's trying to like you know, yeah. pull the lever and plug the thing. It's amazing how they all know the technology too, man. Like that technology, <laughs> right. it's so, it's right. like, yeah, right. yeah, it's 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 high tech. It's, it's like everybody takes a crash course in Star Wars. They're like, all right, these are how you pull these doors uh-huh. open, these blast doors and uh-huh. these blasters. Uh-huh. Yeah, the tech is always something that, Obviously, when you get into like the uber, uber like levels of discussions of like, well, why would they have like plasma technology when they do this? Okay. Yeah. We're not going there today, Marcy. Yeah. We're not going well, there. We're, we but, don't, nobody's watching Star Wars for the technology. That's right. Come that's on. right. They're watching for the love story. <laughs> did you did you like, you know, the arc that she has in there where she kind of comes on and she's very standoffish in the beginning? Like, what did you like about like, you know, that that part of her character? Yeah, for sure. I mean, because, you know, again, life has happened to her and she was she was totally upfront and honest about what she wanted. Um, and she was just like at that point, she's just looking out for one. She's looking out for number one herself. Um, 
and then all of a sudden just this the subject of like her her father like still existing and all of this and she gets all kinds of this like crazy life altering information you know and to just watch her go on that arc like I loved watching her watch that hologram of her father just mm-hmm. like for the first mm-hmm. time just thinking like you know and so many people like have have you know in complicated relationships with their parents for varying reasons or whatever um I just I really dug all of the even though the stakes are so high and the story is so big how relatable it all was just to on a, a very simple human level you know yeah. Yeah, that's really something cool. that a lot of um a lot of the films I believe do a good job of doing like yeah. the, the the foundation of them is built around family in mm-hmm, a lot of ways mm-hmm. and you know I think that's a very universal thing that anybody can get behind. Mm -hmm. It's our first social structure that we're usually used to Mm -hmm. as an infant growing up. So that is kind of like the baseline for a lot of the stories is like finding your tribe, finding your family, Mm -hmm. finding, you know, the people that you can connect with. And then also there's like the double siding or double crossing and then, you know, the triple crossing that Mm -hmm. goes on. And like there are just parts of life that happen that it does play into. I mean, for lack of a better term, Star Wars is kind of like a soap opera in space. Oh, you know, the family, yeah. the Skywalkers are very much like a troubled family that, you know, they've got these things going on within the family. They're not supposed to do this, but then they go do that. Uh-huh. And then they've got, they make this decision and then that affects this. Uh-huh. It's just in space and uh-huh. they have really cool technology. Well, it's in- I think I looked up the Wikipedia, like, or something like Star Wars on Wikipedia or something. <laughs> it's like <laughs> so A, B, C, D, dorky. This is great. Um, and I think it called it a space opera. And I was like, yeah. a space opera? That is a stinking cool genre. Like, yeah. that's really cool. And it really, really is. At its core, you know, it's about a family deal. Well, at least this one is, this mm-hmm. saga here with, like, the Skywalkers. Rogue One was what they call an anthology film. They're okay. doing, like, kind of spinoffs where... Imagine like in a book, they they reference something in a chapter and then you're curious about something in that chapter. Oh, I you know? see. So this was always referenced in the movies, you yeah. know, that they stole the plans to the Death Star. But you never knew. You're like, well, what do you mean they stole it? You know, who stole it? Like gotcha. what happened? Who got them? So when they made Rogue One, it was just expanding on that ever so uh, like elegantly to just show that these people went out and gave themselves up to give this rebel alliance a, a shot to take things out. so this was never something that was like discussed or talked about it was just a little side note like a quick sentence in the dialogue like imagine getting a script and then you see a line where it just goes oh yeah and then they went and did this that, that was all you heard about that's interesting and this spawned a whole other movie so those characters then that was another question I had. those characters are not necessarily in any of the others outside of the very obvious or or no well so you've obviously leia at the end right, is, is a huge linchpin uh, but like everybody that you meet in the film there you know cassie and k2 mm-hmm. um churit mm-hmm. um bodhi Jin, you know everybody that core group that you were introduced mm-hmm. to you, you make never, references to them in Clone Wars, which is a cartoon. So there's a Saw Gerrera character. You know the guy, um, uh, Forrest Whitaker? Yes, You know when he's yes. talking to Jin? Yes. So he's he's essentially kind of like a general who went off and did his own little thing to start a sect or a cell of the Rebel Alliance. But in the film, they kind of make it that he's maybe losing his mind a little bit, mm-hmm. that he's kind of a little bit, he's a little yeah, too radical, little, uh-huh. you know? Um, but he shows up younger in the Clone Wars. So they do make little tie-ins, but that core cast that you're introduced to 
it's kind of like a one-off. Got you. You're just going in and you're just like, hey, Got man, it, it is what it is. You know, you're you're getting you're getting full bore here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you think that do you think that I missed out on things because I wasn't familiar with stuff like like well, would it have benefited me to know more? Um, the, oh, more Star Wars is always a good thing, Marcy. <laughs> um, but no, that, that's that's the quick answer. I would just say what you got to see was a great chapter in like okay. a huge saga. I okay. don't think that you walk away with too much of. I mean, look, Star Wars has probably just been around you your whole life, so you know who Darth Vader is. Like when he showed up at the end and he's doing yeah. his badass thing in the hallway. By the way, yeah. what'd you think of that scene? That scene, it's cool. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. A Darth Vader, man, that's an outfit for one, for two. <laughs> <laughs> For dude, that is an outfit. Dude, when I was in high school, this is so bad, but I call, I miscalled somebody referenced him, and I called him Dark Shredder on accident, Dark like, Shredder. and so that I like kind of got made fun of. For so that, like Teenage having, Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder, yeah, and, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid, but anyway, but not Star Wars, but not but not Star Wars. We so see I, where your priorities are. Well, I but it's a testament to like maybe I would have had it cross my had it cross my table it's not it could have been my thing you know yeah, what i mean yeah. and maybe it's gonna be my thing maybe it probably is maybe um but yeah that's a that's an outfit also um who is that like i know who he is he's mm-hmm. he's darth vader right um well but, we won't we won't spoil it for you okay you so wa- there are answers if you watch to be had films beyond here which i love the fact that we're yeah. talking about this yeah me too there is a there's a connection. There with, is one with Darth Vader, okay. and there's a lot more that goes on with him. In okay. a lot of ways, it's a tragedy, if you will. Okay. So that's that's okay. all I'll leave you with. Okay. But, like Joker. Well. Um. Ish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, th- there there's uh, some parallels there to okay. somebody um, becoming something. Okay. You know, because of the decisions and the choices that they made, they are now becoming something else. Got you. You know. So think of it that way. Okay. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, but yeah, that's a huge scene. That's obviously a, an enormous scene in that film that like the the fan community really thought was awesome because again, you really don't get to see Vader become that much of a badass, if you will, really? in certain parts of other films. He's this scary figure. Uh-huh. He's clad in black. He's mm. got like you know the machine looking face that mm-hmm. kind of resembles a, a skull. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of uh, Oriental influence with like the samurai and mm. whatnot around mm-hmm. him, but. That was all part of the production design that was part of Lucasfilm when they actually built the costume out. Hmm. But you never really saw him in his full glory. So, hmm. like, imagine always hearing about somebody doing somebody doing something cool, but you never got to see it. Never saw it. You finally got to get a glimpse in that hallway for those, I don't know, maybe 32 seconds or hmm. something, you know, like that. But, like, he was just massacring those guys. Yeah. You know, and that's something you don't get to see a lot of in the other films. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. You know what else I loved um, was when Ben Mendelsohn was staring, staring the way he, you could just see he was, like, taking in this this being like yeah. this thing the way he was just studying that face it was like i'm studying it the same way but for a different reason but yeah. but yeah yeah, yeah. what do you think of um what did you think of the castle that he was living in like on a on a lava planet oh like, come on now what was that to you like did you think was it oh, this is kind of like count dracula-esque or was it goofy or was like what did you was it did it invoke any kind of like terror i'm trying to think? think of like i'm trying to picture it where where is it what, what's so like when ben, ben mendelshin's character is coming in like you've got the lava flowing out of the castle and it's like the dark spire kind of oh, sticking up out yeah. and all that and they've it's very much like you're going into this nefarious character's lair this, yeah this doom filled planet there's lava everywhere and i don't know what what is it about lava on planets that's supposed to incite like you're a bad guy you're a bad they guy, need to man. flip the head on that and make like a good guy live on 
a lava planet. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. what'd you think of the lava? I dig it. I well, I I, I it's because it's a bad guy, but I'm kind of drawn to like dark, you know, mm-hmm. like dark stuff. So so it worked for me for sure. Like I mean, I would be if I was flying into that place, <laughs> I'd I'd have some concerns. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, you might turn around. You I, like, I, I, I would definitely consider ship. an about face. <laughs> Where are you turning in this spaceship right now? Yeah. Lava planet, castle. Yeah. yeah. We're going in the That's, other direction, I don't everybody. think my skill set's built for this, but uh, yeah. <laughs> for the lava. But but yeah, definitely terrifying. I mean, come on. I mean, it's some sort of volcano. And it feels like it's, you know, you don't know. Like it could erupt at any moment. It's, it is. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it was cool. Yeah. Like, what did you think? Is that what like, did I think? Is that like a thing? Me? Well, well, is that like a thing that people have debated about? Because well, I'm sure there are those things. For right? sure, it's come up before. Um, and again, without giving too much away about the story of other mm. films, mm. this is the first time we've seen that home of Vader, if you will. That it is. So wow, you really like you assigned me like a good one. Then I I gave you a nice chapter in the yeah. middle where I said, you know what. This is a nice, like, dip your toe into this side of the pool. Okay. And if you like this side of the pool, wade in a little bit deeper. Okay. Wade in a little bit deeper. Well, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. It was either that or A New Hope. And I felt like A New Hope, which is a fantastic movie, uh-huh. it might seem a little dated. Okay. Just because it still holds up well, I believe, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, 1977, uh, revolutionary for its time, but you're talking about something that you might look at and go, okay, cool, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But now you've got, like, a nice... You've had an appetizer. Yeah. You know, you've been yeah. opened up to it. Um, what other kind of characters would you want to play? Like, let's say, for example, you know, w- there's more Star Wars coming out. We've got Disney Plus, which is putting out The Mandalorian. There's going to be a Cassian Andor spinoff series. Okay. So there's going to be that, which is obviously a prequel because Cassian goes down. Uh-huh. But, you know, what is a character that sticks out to you? Like, would you want to be a bounty hunter? Would you want to be a Jedi? Would you want to be, you know, a senator? Would you want to be a gangster? Like, mm. what, do, what do you think would be fun? I, I have, well, I mean, I have the one, I have this movie, and the character that I really, really liked in this movie, I can't remember his name, is the blind guy. Oh, Chirrut Imwe. Chirrut Imwe? Chirrut Imwe. I well, really dug. But he's like, so he's not a Jedi. No. I don't know. I'm asking. He's he, but he says the he's like has a strong tie to the yeah. force. Yeah, yeah. Like I liked like his intuition, but then his ability, you know, he kind of gets to be an unsuspected badass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't see it coming, and so Got like it. it's cool as a female to say like you don't see it coming, but like you better watch out because <laughs> yeah. I got some tricks up That's my right. sleeve. That's you right. know what I mean? So I would like that one. Okay. But cool. a gangster too. Like I would, I would like to get up cool, in there right? and have some, have some like swagger. In okay. There. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then, yeah. Then, then there's another one. I think your next assignment. Oh, yeah. There's another one. Yeah, okay. I've already, I've already you, got it. You got head. it. Okay. Yeah. So just to give you a little backstory in the Chirrut Imwe character. Yeah. So he's, think of him like a monk, right? He yes. studies the religion of the force. Ah. So there's arguments that say he is force sensitive. Force sensitive. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, that's, that's obviously part of it. But he is not technically a Jedi. He's not a Jedi. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So got this whole you. film, the one that you watch, Rogue One, they purposely stayed away from showing anybody that was like too heavily like engrossed in the the, the Jedi lore. If anything, they wanted it to be like a heist movie, hmm. you know. So obviously, you got Darth Vader showing up, red lightsaber, Jedi, dark mm-hmm. Jedi, you know. But we didn't have anybody really showing up from the light side. We didn't mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. you know, the dark and the light kind of face, facing off against one another. Um, but Chirrut 
was on that planet and they were the guardians of the wills. So they were basically the monks that would kind of guard these temples. And then did you see those big crystals that the people were taking in the town? They were called kyber crystals. Okay, okay. So that's what Jedi would use to make their lightsabers. So it's this very kind of hallowed crystal that depending on, you know, the, the life energy and the force essence that the Jedi has, it changes color. So depending on your, your spirit, your aura, your blade could be a certain color. How fascinating. So yeah, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of like, when you go down these levels of (laughs) the star Wars lore that it can really go deep into Mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is why this technology works this way. Yeah. But you know, that's what Chirrut and you know, uh, I think his name is Baze Malbus. It could be, it's not Blaze. It's Baze Malbus. Mm -hmm. The dude who had the big heavy gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, those two are basically kind of left behind uh, to defend this uh, war-torn, empire-ridden city at this point, huh. Jeddah, and or the planet is called Jeddah, and um, yeah, like that's that's what that's who Chirrut is. That's who Chirrut he is. is. He's he's a monk. Think mm, of him as like I like it. His his last assignment is to basically guard this place. I love it. You know, that's it. So you want to be like a cheer or a gangster. Or a gangster, man. Yeah. I want them either to, to know something's bad, bad's about to happen when I walk in <laughs> or not suspect it when, when I All walk right. in. You, you want to either, they see it coming or yeah. they don't or see they it coming. Or they don't see it coming. I'm, I'm a, um, I'm a woman who's drawn to extremes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I like that. I like yeah. that. That's interesting storytelling too. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Well, it is. Yeah. Because like if you see it coming a mile away, yeah. is it exciting? No. Yeah. No. You know, like if if I see you coming down the hallway with no lightsaber, then all of a sudden you have a lightsaber. It's pretty badass. And, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if your dress is Darth Vader, too? Because I know be. you said you like the outfit. Yes, dude. I love the outfit. <laughs> I love the outfit. You've dressed up in some costumes in your life. Do you think the Darth Vader costume would be tough to get into? I would imagine. You mean like as a person, like as a, like literally put it on or yeah. like yes, Marcy, well, put that thing on. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Well, what I, I mean, it's probably got a lot of straps and like a yeah. lot of like some stuff. I mean, I might need an assistant to get it on. Right, but like right. to get into it, like once it's on, oh, no. man. That let's face it, that outfit does the work. I mean, yeah. that actor is very talented. Don't get me wrong, but that outfit does does a lot of the work. Yeah, when you're in it, I'm. S- I'm sure like even carkening back to the top of our conversation here of when you're feeling it, you know, when you're around the production design and you've got the costume yeah. on and even when you see yourself in yeah. it, yeah. it takes over at that yeah. point. You know, a lot of the character starts to just come out yeah. at that point. It reminds me of this one character in this in this one movie. Um, this guy, he was running around in this like blue um, graduation gown. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw that movie. That I saw that also, movie. Also, that actor was also wildly talented. Oh, but hey. But that, that outfit hey. also did a lot of work for him. That, that, <laughs> that outfit right there, I'll tell you what. The hardest part was trying not to trip. Trying not to trip. Yes, because yeah, the robes imagine. were so heavy and long hey. and because they needed to be flowy. Oh. And if I was ever stepping too fast, I would I would step on it and pull my body down. Well, thank you for all the sacrifices know, you made on behalf know, of me and the rest of the, the cast. The things we do for entertainment I'm and telling making you, no, people. For art. For art. That's right. <laughs> for the art that we are a part of. Yeah. Um, would you ever, I mean, would you ever be in a Star Wars film? I mean, is it something that you aspire? I mean, obviously the answer is yes. Right? Yes, like, of course. Like that's a quick answer. Of like, of course. <laughs> um, but, I was in a Star Wars film. Thank you. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Let's all, yeah, let's backtrack that. Uh, Marcy is in a Star Wars yeah, film. You're, but, but of course, yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, it's, um, 
something that has such a deep root system for one and is so deeply loved and respected by so many people all over the world. Um, and then because it does, it has so much um, just stuff. And I really appreciate the grit. And it's not like people trying to like walk around and be gorgeous all the time and perfect it's like people that are really dealing with real life circumstances mm. in this kind of elevated um place and i mean yeah it'd be it'd be a dream to to play it and you know over the course of my career you get like little glimpses of those kinds of things but to be able to tell that kind of a story on that kind of a level i mean yeah that's the dream yeah that right? would be an enormous scale that and that's be... the fun yeah. You know, yeah. It, you brought up the thing about like the grit and the real. That was something about seeing the movies when I was younger was, um, have you seen anything Star Trek related? Um. No. <laughs> you know what? Uh. Not a problem. So anyways, <laughs> mm -hmm. that brand was always kind of like pushed a little bit. It had a certain look. Everything has a look to it. Battlestar Galactica. Sure. Galactica has a look. Star Trek, Star Wars. But Star Trek always felt a little clean to me. It was a utopian mm. society. They had their moments where they go to certain planets mm. and things like that where, mm. you know, things will look a little grimy and whatnot and they get down and dirty. But Star Wars always felt like a real world place. Mm. You know, like you go in, you go into a place and you see an old Xerox machine and it looks like it's like somebody with greasy hands touched it all and mm. it's kind of half working, but it works. Mm. You know, it's not shiny, bright, new and plastic. Mm. That's what Star Wars always felt like to me. It feels like a lived in world. Mm -hmm. It feels very... I don't know, working class maybe is, is relatable, a, you know, yeah. Like, like you know, you get out, you get your it. hands dirty, but yeah. you can also fly to other planets. And yeah. You, yeah. You, there's, you know, instead of hopping on a bus, you're hopping on a starship and you're mm. going to multiple star systems, mm. you know, but it's very gritty in that sense. Mm -hmm. I was going to say grounded, but I'm like, well, I don't know if I can lift up this table with the force, <laughs> but you know, that was always something mm -hmm. that I was immediately kind of attracted to because it looked like the world that I could be around, mm. you know, other things in shows where it was sleek cut lines and everything was organic and it looked very foreign and alien. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. It was cool, mm -hmm. but it just looked so much further than, mm. than anything I could ever really get my hands on, mm. you know? So that's why when you brought up like the real looking, like even the opening in the film, right? Where Jin's parents are working on like a moisture farm, mm -hmm. you know, like they just mm -hmm. look very, they look like farmers. They're just mm -hmm. agricultural people trying to make a buck in the galaxy, you know, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that's what they're doing. And mm -hmm. they, they don't look, they're not all shiny, bright and like they're sweaty and, you know, dingy and you know, their knees have been in the dirt, you know, mm -hmm. like that, that kind of attention to detail makes them very relatable, mm -hmm. you know, on a level mm -hmm. of, I've been like that. Like I've gotten my jeans dirty when I've got down to, you know, plant something mm -hmm. or, you know, work on my car or whatever that might mm -hmm. be. That was something I always liked about it. It felt relatable. Yeah, I dig that. It's amazing how easily um, we just can take those things for granted. Like I, I think a lot of times I watch, I watch things and don't fully appreciate. Like I mean, I wasn't noticing all of these like little details you're talking about, but it's just a testament to the greatness of the people that are doing the work because that's the point. You want the movie aspect of it to disappear, and you're just like kind of immersed in this world and. And um, they do that without you even realizing they're doing it. Just totally seduce your your imagination. So it's cool. I like that. Seduce, seduce your imagination. Thank you. I really dig that. You I really use dig it. That. I'm, I'm running with it. I'm yeah. definitely running with it. Um, the Jin character. Yes. What did you see between the Jin character that you watched in Rogue One, uh -huh. and what did you see as far as the matching of 
the short film that you did. Mm-hmm. You know, was there anything in there that you felt like, oh, that there's there's a blending of these two? There's definitely like a strong kind of correlation between like their mm-hmm. motivations and what they're doing. Or did you feel like they were completely different? No, there were definitely some parallels, just even the archetype and everything, you know, that sort of like woman on a mission, a person who's very capable, like self-sustaining, um, not afraid either. You know, it's interesting when you're faced with those kinds of high stakes all the time. Um, yeah, there was just like a, a bravery and a courage and, and just an openness. Um, but also like moments of, of lightness and everything, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and. But but just both very mission like mission minded. They were there to get the job done and and hardworking and loyal and all the all those things you know. Yeah. Um, and team players too, you know, and not afraid to lead and speak truth and and lead in the direction that they believed, regardless of what um, the rest of the people around them were saying either. Mm-hmm. You know, so good role models. Great role models. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very interesting characters because there's a lot of duality to them. Mm. You know, like sometimes they do things that might seem questionable, but mm-hmm. ultimately a lot of their, a lot of what they push for is based or grounded in doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, a lot of these characters that you do run into in the Star Wars universe, they have questionable motives, right? But then mm-hmm. you look at it and go, oh, but they did that to survive. And mm-hmm. they didn't do something terrible. Like, let's say they were... Mm-hmm. They were stealing food on the street to eat. Well, they needed to eat. Mm -hmm. You know, stealing is not right, but they needed to eat. And Mm -hmm. then you end up finding out that this person has a larger, you know, they're a piece of a larger puzzle Mm -hmm. out there that they start to become something, you know, greater with. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's in, and even just like the, the, you know, your personal, I mean, if it's your own father there, you know, like how that Mm. can, that can skew your idea of what, what is right, like how hard it is to make a decision that's right for the rest of the world when 50% of your DNA, who like the thing that you've sought and, and, and just desired more than anything your entire life is like over here to say no to that or... And she hadn't seen him since she was like... A kid. I, I think she was like five or... Well, maybe like seven or eight or something. She was young. Yeah, she was I really mean, young. Yeah. I mean, that's that's an emotional tie right there. For sure. really creates a choice. You oh, know, man. what is she going to do? Is she going to tell mm-hmm. the rebellion that, you know, hey, he set up this, there's a weak spot that we can hit, you know, mm-hmm. it's in the Death Star, or is she going to be like, this is another trick, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, that's where they, they pull mm-hmm. at your heartstrings, mm-hmm. you know, they really, really do. And I, I think know. it was smart that they used the father angle, you know, mm-hmm. because it, however you want to look at that, if you want to say that, you know, if fathers are not around, or if you just want to say, you know, the male figure in to a female is, it's so important, depending on like the, the developing years. Mm-hmm. I thought it was smart that they used the dad because mm-hmm. it was just an angle to take on it to where they could say, if we really want to see what she's going to choose at this point, let's take him away from her. Mm-hmm. And then let's reintroduce him at a later time mm-hmm. after she's grown into mm-hmm. the person that she's become. Mm-hmm. She's had to do things to survive. She's mm-hmm. had to do maybe questionable things. Maybe she's had to go off and assassinate people. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's mm-hmm. had to go off and create crews of people to go raid ships. But mm-hmm. now let's bring that character back and then let's tell her, oh, you shouldn't be doing those things. Well, who are you? Mm-hmm. You've been gone. Mm-hmm. Like that's interesting drama. Yeah. You know, those are inter- interesting choices. Agreed. You know? Yeah. I think the next one you should watch is Solo. Solo? Yeah? Yeah. And people are probably going to say that's a terrible choice because some folks did not care for Solo. But the reason that I think you should watch Solo is the gangster thing. Okay. All right. Okay? Intrigued. And I'll just, I'll leave you with that. Okay. The, the gangster thing I think is a nice tie-in if you like 
the gangster thing. Okay. You know, we you get... can go into it with that. Okay. We got some lady gangsters in there? I don't know. You there don't know. Be. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not going to tell You're you the You're just going to give me two breadcrumbs. I'm one, just... one little breadcrumb and, I'm just and gonna... that's it. I've now exposed you to Rogue One. Okay. You've, you've dipped your toe in, and now you're just going to wait out a little bit further. Okay. And these are all spinoff anthology So films. that's also a spinoff anthology. Yes. Okay. Yes. But this is about Han Solo. And Han Solo, played by Harrison Ford. Okay. This is not Harrison Ford playing this character. Okay. So it's another actor, because he's portraying him younger. Got you, got you. So then, as far as the other films go, mm-hmm. is there a specific order to which Ooh. I should watch them? That's a good question. Because I'm going to watch them now. Somebody, some some will argue that you should watch them in the order that they were released. So you'd watch it four, mm-hmm. five, six, one, two, three, and then seven, eight. And then seven, eight. And eight is what's getting, or? Nine is coming out. Nine is coming out. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. So I would say, just because this is how I would do it, I would, ro- I would watch four, five, six, one, two, three. Seven, eight. Seven, eight. Just because that's how they were released. That's yeah. how I was exposed to it, and I'm a huge fan, uh-huh. just a little bit. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, interesting. just a tad. But, you know, some will say, well, why would you start in the middle of a chapter of any book? That's mm-hmm. like starting at chapter four. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of things that happen in four, five, and six mm-hmm. that will open up other doors to things in one, two, and three. So. Well, yeah, the payoffs are probably interesting. It, um, you know, because it's like you, it's, you choose what kinds of payoffs you're going to get, right? For sure, for sure. It's, like... it's definitely a different experience. And this is so cool hearing this from you because I, I know this so well. <laughs> <laughs> I know this so well. And to hear someone say, yeah, but I mean, what? Because the, there's a uh-huh. big payoff in in the in Empire Strikes Back. Okay. But it's just really cool to hear you say this because these are things that I'm excited to say like, yeah, but when this happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, these are really interesting parts of the saga. Mm-hmm. They are really cool episodes in the saga. And that's that's how I've always explained it to people. I've just said, if you like chapters in a book, mm-hmm. Star Wars is a large saga with chapters. You know, that's mm-hmm. what it is. And you just might like a chap- one chapter over another. Like, oh, I didn't like that chapter. It wasn't mm-hmm. that much fun. Or, you know, I really love this chapter. Like, so much happened. That's mm-hmm. how I've always kind of explained it. Hmm. And just, you know, when I try to riff with people about <laughs> Star Wars and they completely pull the wool over my eyes and make me believe that they actually saw. It had to be done, man. It was good, I though. Had, I had to gain your friendship before I could fully disclose. <laughs> you had my friendship. We worked well, on movies together. I know, I know. I needed to fu- solidify it because I was like, this dude's cool, but I've got this little secret and it's going to yeah. hurt. It's going to yeah. hurt him. It's hard to hurt people. I know, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough feelings. Well, what do you have going on next? Like, what's next for you? Uh, are things coming yeah. up? Do you have anything you want to promote, you want to push? Um, yeah, I have a couple things that will come out next year. I have um, um, a series that will come out called uh, Nova Vita that hopefully will come out next year. And then I have this really cool film that I worked on um, called Fear um, <laughs> that's also hopefully going to come out next year. Yes. Um, and a, cu- a couple of other things. And, and writing stuff has been really, really cool. I Good. just, like, completed c- kind of my first feature-length thing and sat down with a dude who I'd love to direct it and he's into it and really loves it and so it's an exciting I'm embarking on an exciting chapter for me and it feels really good to say good okay I could if I want it I could I can tell the kinds of stories I want to tell that's which I know you understand of course a hundred percent I think it's fantastic you're empowering yourself yeah you are creating stories that you want to tell and you're putting the you're putting all of your focus into it I think it's lovely and wonderful oh thanks man you're welcome. And watch more Star Wars. I shall. I couldn't <laughs> not at this point. 
Yeah. Uh, do you want people to get a hold of you? Do you want people to reach out to you? Are you available on Instagram, Twitter? Like, are there any yeah. handles you want to share? Sure. I mean, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. It's underscore Marcy Miller, M-A-R-C-I Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R underscore. Um, yeah, let's connect. I'm all for it. Marcy Miller on Twitter. It's not. Yeah, it's all pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> Very creative. <laughs> And by that point, you're just going to have so much to talk about Star Wars related. I will. Yeah. I'll post a day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll come up with something. I'll Perfect. Come. I love it. Well, Marcy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks, Jason. It's nice to see you. Always. Okay. You're listening to the Electric Surge Network.